0: All right, we're on. This is back to being. I'm Dr. Marvin. Today, my guest is Dr. Mary Mansfield. Dr. Mary is originally from Rochester, New York, and she graduated from the University of Buffalo in 2008 with a doctorate in pharmacy. She worked for CVS in Ventura, California, for a few years and moved back to New York to be close to family. And also staying close to family with her parents, then also relocated to Florida. She has some interesting experience from the retail world of pharmacy to working in a psychiatric hospital and now in insurance. And from her experiences, Dr. Mary has seen how conventional medicine was not quite hitting the mark with people's health. She's now passionate about sharing with people various aspects of natural health. And you can find out more about this on her podcast and YouTube channel called Mindful Empowerment, so you can live your life to your highest potential. Dr. Mary, welcome to Back to Being. Honored to have you on.
1: Thanks so much for having me. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I know, I know you're down in Florida. You know, I just returned to america after what seems like a long eight months it seems like i just came back from war or something uh but i got to spend a few hours yesterday in miami and it was super hot and i loved it and you know i've been looking at uh many states to see how they're doing in this time you know from afar in the climate that we're in obviously and how they're managing and florida is one of the places that are hot on the radar for myself and a lot of people it seems like a good place the weather wise business wise taxes uh you know how they're managing this quote-unquote pandemic uh, but you tell me, you know, you're there. So tell me, how it, how is the sunny state of Florida? Is it, is it worth a punt?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the heat index has been over 100 here lately. So yeah, pretty warm. And yeah. with a lot of reasons, I think that people are relocating here or want to live here. Like You mentioned the taxes are less compared to the other states, especially w- without the additional income tax. And I think with the, some of the restrictions that are getting imposed, in, in here too, I, I from what I know, they are less overall, quite not quite as stringent too. So yes, I like you mentioned, grew up in New York, had some time in California, now in in Florida. So kind of comparatively, I'd say Florida is up there.
0: Oh yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah, it's interesting how your previous states are doing too, but that's a whole different conversation itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I also noticed, you know, based on what you shared with me, you're quite close to your family and, uh, you know, you're a very family oriented person. And this is one of the things that we seem to be losing in America as each generation comes along. And I realized myself over the last several years, how important family is to health, to success, uh, you know, in business and in life. And, you know, I want to ask you, like, why is family important to you? And how do you think we can, uh, like, bring back the family values that made America so strong?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. And I was yeah definitely raised with family being very important. Um, I had my parents and then I had a sister two years older than me and we kind of grew up as kind of the core family. And then when I was um, 10 years old, my parents had um, two more boys. So it's kind of like they, their second family. Um, but I was definitely raised, you know, we have our family dinner every night and um, we also, you know, go to church together every week and things, things like that, but whether, you know, you do one specific tradition in your family or not, I guess that's really not the point, but the idea of, um, being close and spending time together and my parents being, you know, role models and examples for me, and I knew that I can go and talk to them or, or share something with them and get their ideas and they would provide, you know, leadership. Um, you know things like you know what do you what do you want to be when you grow up? Where do you want to go to school? Just I mean things like that. But really, um, taking the time to to help and to guide to lead really. So I think that that is important. And um, yeah, I I wanted to kind of have my own experience and go somewhere else. But in the end, uh, I thought it was more important to be around family. And I I think yeah sometimes now that family is starting to lose some of that maybe. Um, children aren't spending as much time with their parents due to various things, and trying to kind of get back to having that connection and and spending that quality time together, I think is important.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's one of the benefits of the last six months. You know, we we, we were we, whether we wanted to or not, we were forced to spend more time with our family and friends, so that was a great thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I
1: I did work at home before the. Um, I guess I'll call it the pandemic, um, my husband and I both did, so we were already kind of here, here in the house. Um, so our, our lives didn't change all too much, but I, I know for a lot of people, you know, we used to go into a job, whether they started working at home or a lot of people got laid off and then ended up spending a lot more time around each other for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, in every, in every crisis, there's always a benefit and blessing. So we have to find how we can use it to advantage, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm very fascinated with your professional history. Like you know, you were from the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, you kind of done like a 180 in some sense, you could say. Uh, like you know, what like now you're talking more about natural health, empowering people. Like, what's the story here, and how did that happen?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like when you say it's almost like a 180 because it's at some points that's how I thought of it, but then at other points, well, it's really. I'm really still doing the original goal of what I wanted to do was I wanted to be a pharmacist because I wanted to have help people to be healthier. so i'm I'm really getting back to that original goal, but just going about it in a somewhat different way. Um, and uh, you know I'm sure you're familiar, you know you go to your your training and you're you read your textbooks and you're taught you know the things that you're taught, and then you go out and practice and then you s- start seeing things differently. Or doing some research, you know, on on my own and realizing, oh, there might be another side or there might be another way that might be better for people. And, um, you know, working in in the retail pharmacy, um, pharmacists really didn't have much time, in my experience anyway, to talk with a patient. You know, so busy, you have to get, you know, get all your your scripts out. And I feel like um, for the most part, people might be coming in, you know, whatever it was. I'm anxious. I'm depressed. I'm this. Okay, here's your... I can't sleep. So I'm just like, here's your pill and try this. And then they might come back and say, okay, this didn't work. Now I had to try another one. I tried another one. Or, and I, they come back and say, Oh, I got this side effect now. So now I need this other prescription for the side effect. And, and so, you know, starting to think, okay, well, what's, why, why can't they sleep? You know, why are they anxious or depressed? Why, what's really going on? And, and, it, and sometimes there might be a, a, a more natural option, whether um, I mean, I guess you know a lot of things, really. But so I think that medication has its its place, but a lot of the times there are other options that can cause less side effects. So I really have to say, what's the you know best option for treating this patient with the least amount of side effect? And I think a lot of times, natu- more natural methods are are the way to go to really help someone to be healthier and to get at the the root cause of whatever is is causing you know what's showing up as the Um, disease in their body
0: yeah now you're speaking my language when you talk about root cause and I I love your perspective on that because I agree there's a time and place for every profession in health and we need all of them as long as we use it properly so I love your perspective on that and I think it's very valuable you know and uh, I would love to learn more about that and you know you talk about pharmacy outside the box it's kind of cool the way you phrase that and so is that is that what you're talking about with that or is there something else to that?
1: Yeah, that's, that is what I'm, I'm talking about. And I, yeah, actually, I, I, I got that phrase from um, another pharmacist um, who was on on my podcast earlier, um, Rosemary Pierce. She was the first holistic pharmacist in Canada. Oh,
0: cool. And,
1: um, you know, she was kind of sharing with me, you know, when, when you graduate and you have this kind of limited, you know, toolbox or these, these are the ideas, um, but then really being able to take it beyond that. And for me, that really hit home um, when she, when she said that, cause um, in some ways I thought, Oh, I don't want to do pharmacy anymore. I want to do something different because I was equating pharmacy with just, okay, here's the, your prescription pills. Right. Um, but then I was, you know, I was, I was, was excited when she shared that with me. It's really like, Hey, I can take, what's the, the goal helping people and just kind of do it in, Some of the same, you know, similar way, because sometimes sure use medication, but also in a different, different way too.
0: Yeah, definitely. No, that's super cool. Yeah. I didn't even know there was such a thing as holistic pharmacy until I I heard, until I came across you, uh, not too long ago with, when you're with your podcast and we'll get into that a little bit later as well. Uh, you know, and obviously I have to ask you, you know, as, as a fellow health professional, you know, everyone's probably asking you, they ask me all the time, wherever I travel, like what's going on? with the current situation in COVID-19, the pandemic, like now, what's your perspective on things at the moment?
1: And yeah, I I get asked that too as, as a pharmacist <laughs> for sure. And, and I, you know, I get questions like, well, doesn't it usually take a long time to come up with a vaccine? You know, yeah, usually it's in at least five years. So, yes. <laughs> and now we're, we're getting this one rushed through mm-hmm. and, So I I do see a lot of sense of, you know, people are going, well, I'm not sure about this. We're going to rush something through that we normally put through, you know, say five years of clinical trials to make sure that it's, um, effective and safe or, I mean, at least that's what they, they say they're doing anyway. Um, (laughs) yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I guess that's kind of one a common question I get. And, um, yes. Um, yeah. Sorry. What, what what else were you asking?
0: Oh, yeah. And no, I was just asking for a second. Yeah, like, What do you think about vaccines? Like, do you think that's a solution or do you think that, you know, there's other things that we can be doing?
1: I think, I mean, definitely other things we could, could be doing. Yeah. And, and when you see how many people are actually, are sick from it and then compared with, I mean, I guess, you know, it's almost like, where do I start? You know, there's, I feel like there's so much to it. There's, you know, is this really a, a deadly disease when it's hmm. you know less than you know point 0. zero, I can't remember the exact number. Yeah, it's
0: very minuscule, like point zero yeah. one, or let's just give it let's give it a benefit of that. Let's just say point five percent, right? Just yeah, let's highball it. Even then yes. it's not yeah. Like what is what is it? <laughs>
1: yeah. So if it's something that you have to take a test to even though if you have, because it's that, you know. Um, less, you know, what do you call it? Like, you know, deadly or serious of, of an issue. Then, um, then, then that's one thing, and, and so I think that the, some of the people that who have um, been getting sick and they've um, had a diagnosis positive with COVID, they've been treated successfully with things like, you know, the steroid budesonide or. Um, high dose vitamin C or the plaquinol hydroxychloroquine, things like that. So when I, when I look at the, the really low um, death rate and that most of the people who are coming with a positive test, um, they're, they're fully you know recovered without any mm. problems. And there are th- things that can be used to help to treat it. I, I mean, I certainly don't think trying to rush through a, a a vaccine which is even a new um type of vaccine which has had its own um, side effects own um own issues own really you know serious potential side effects from it i i certainly don't think that that is the best um, solution by any means
0: yeah and i and yeah i agree with you you know from my perspective my personal experience like going back 10 years i didn't know much about vaccines and stuff and the more i started studying about the body and health and you know, I started encountering patients who had adverse reactions, and I didn't even know that, that was a thing before. So a lot of people, are, I guess, are a bit wary of rushing something to the market without proper trials. And you know, you mentioned hydrochloroquine and a few other things there. Why? Why do you think that? Um, I mean, why is it not? Why are people not aware of this, and why are they not? Why is it not accessible?
1: Well, it it seems definitely on the mainstream media that it's the, the narrative is that those should not be used. And, um, and, and some pharmacists or pharmacies rather, I guess are, are not, have not been dispensing them. Um, I don't know the, um, you know, these exact stats on how many, but so it definitely seems like there's something I can just say, it seems like there's something else going on. Cause it doesn't, hmm. it wouldn't make sense if you have, Drugs that have been used for years and years that could potentially be successful, that they're almost, um, you know, given kind of a a bad rap in the the media and where pharmacies are are told they can't even dispense them if, you know, upon an order from a physician.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, I was, you know, I was just down in Latin America and over there it's available. People don't know that what it is because it's the same thing everywhere in the world, you know, the media is not really sharing it. But at least it's available there. That's kind of interesting, uh, yes. and we're lucky that in America there's so much dialogue around, or in the Western world about what's going on. Because other countries like that, they they really don't know anything apart from what's on TV, which is uh, which is incredible. Uh, so we ha- we you know the fact that we were even having this conversation is amazing, because because I noticed down there people were completely clueless, and all, one of the things I did find down there was uh, I think it was a compound. In Spanish, it's called say, say, day. My brain is not working English anymore. But <laughs> basically, it's like, uh, I think it's like chlorine and sodium dioxide a mixture. Apparently, this can help as well. I'm not sure if you know about this.
1: Um, no, I'll have to look into that one.
0: Oh, yeah. It was some uh, scientist, Andres Kalker. I thought it was quite interesting. I may be saying it wrong, what it is, actually. But, <laughs> yeah, apparently, you can make this at home and it will help you. So, mm. it's free. So, <laughs> but that doesn't nice. make money right so i don't know
1: right right <laughs> <laughs> yes that's an issue
0: yeah so you know also another thing that's interesting a bit uh, uh you know it got kind of swept under the carpet with in 2020 with uh coronavirus but obviously in america uh we you know we have like this opiate drug problem and uh, i would what what's your take on the opiate crisis
1: um you know, I, I, I know that when I worked um, retail pharmacy, that definitely it, it was, some you know, something where people come in and they're clearly, adi- you know, addicted to the medication. And then there was more stringent rules and of being um, put out to monitor that. And like, you know, like a database, you would have to go in and, and check and, and you could see if they're getting that prescription from another doctor or at another pharmacy to help to, to monitor that. Um, better. I and mean, it's been a few years since I've been in retail, but I know that that was my experience um, when I was was there, that there are um, precautions like that starting to be made to help to minimize or to help, yeah, to, um, but I, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure really offhand like today to give you like, you know, like stats on it or something like that.
0: Right. Yeah. Now, I just yeah, just your general your general take. You know, I I have seen a lot of people come out of it recently, and improving. You know, things that you're doing and I'm doing, like you know, helping people see it as different ways. So, now it's been wonderful. But yeah, obviously, it's, it is something that you know that can't just be ignored. I know we I know we have this situation at the moment, but there's other health issues that people need help with too. Help with too. So it's not just COVID nineteen. <laughs> we have to make sure people are getting the right care. And
1: right, yeah. And that, that brings up a point. I know people who, um, you know, needed some, some kind of a surgery, and they've been waiting to get it done. And they're told, you know, they they have to wait because of of COVID-19. Um, but I, I, here in Florida, I mean, I don't see the hospitals flooded with it, you know, flooded with patients, but yet people are told, you know, you, you can't go in and get this elective surgery done. So that yeah that like your point of people are needing treatment for other things going on and just you can't just focus on this this one COVID-19 even if you think this is the you know most serious thing disease that we've seen there are other issues to treat as well
0: yeah absolutely yeah and no, it's interesting you mentioned that about you know there, there it's not like overpacked packed or full down in Florida you know I came across the same thing down in uh, Ecuador when I talked to some doctors there, you know, in the media, you see one thing, but they were telling me, no, like I, I knew an anesthesiologist, she was, she didn't work for two months. I'm like, well, obviously nothing's going on then. Right. No, they're not doing any, they're not doing any surgeries or any, <laughs> anything. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, People funny. are getting
1: laid off too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Physicians
1: and doctors and nurses. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And yeah, no, I know now that, uh, you know, yeah, you mentioned that, and I, like, uh, like do you do you think that uh that what you know why do you think that's happening like do you think um you now what, what do you think we can do to re- help people regain their trust like to get back in to the care they need to see the right providers to get trust back into their bodies like, what, what would you suggest
1: mm-hmm. well, yeah I, th- I think some people are very fearful because you know they they are you know, worried they're going to catch a deadly disease and they'll, you know, they will wear a mask when they're in their car or when they're in their own home with their own family. And they're just really afraid. Um, and so I think, yeah, some people don't, aren't going to want to venture out to the doctor or the hospital because they're, they're afraid to be around other people that they're going to catch this, this virus. Um, so I think really for them, if, and if they're only watching say the mainstream news or something, it almost is just going to like perpetuate that fear. So there kind of needs to be a way to, to tell people, you know, that you don't don't have to be afraid. <laughs> and um, I guess that's, you know, one, one group of people. And then there's other people who maybe they're not, you know, quite as afraid, but they, they still are a little bit leery or they don't want to kind of go against the, the system or maybe they're worried about what other people might think of them and they want to kind of conform to what's popular in society. Um, so I, I think just at an individual level um, of, I mean, you're you're doing yeah, you know, we're, we're both doing a podcast, but I mean, talking with people you know, just anybody or setting that that example and just sharing information and sharing other perspectives. I, I I think that's really the best thing to do.
0: Yeah, for sure, absolutely, and you know, now that you're you're talking about solutions and natural health and healing, what's what's Doctor Mary's top natural health tips
1: nice. <laughs> i i think to to not not be afraid is is a big thing because when when people are are afraid it increases their stress level which is going to increase some you know inflammation and you know inflammation is really behind a, a lot of diseases so when when people are afraid they can almost make themselves I mean, they can make themselves physically ill by being afraid, by being stressed out, and then they might, and then they actually can can manifest with physical symptoms um, from that. So even if there is some something that you might catch, like a virus, if you go out, or you know, it, according to that theory, if you're afraid, that's actually just going to make you all the more susceptible to it. So I think just to Um, to really be able to to people to be able to empower themselves by not being afraid and and then to know that there are other more natural health options that have been successful that people can take. And I think just doing simple things like spending time with with people, not losing that that social connection can really help to, you know, build someone up and and then there's things like, you know, just general diet advice would be to eat more organic food, less processed food, more natural food there. And, you know, having the right kind of diet, the right mindset, not living in a state of fear, having good social connections with other people. I mean, those are all things that um, can only help.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's huge. You know, we're social creatures. And it's almost as if, in the last several months it's been like no you're not and actually yeah we are we need to connect with people yeah, and be around people it's not it's not natural to be on your own uh whether and so yeah i agree with what you're saying there and i know you talk about uh functional medicine i know it's a growing discipline enlighten me on how you utilize and on, on how you utilize that and how you educate your patients or people you serve
1: mm-hmm yeah yeah functional medicine it's just trying to aim at getting at the root cause of what's really causing the problem, so it could be something like adjusting the diet around it could be a supplement it could be talking through something to if to get out maybe there's something emotionally that's really causing the the you know the the, the pain or depression or So it could be talking it through and understanding and working that out. Or it could be someone's not, you know, in line with their, you know, their purpose or they're not doing the right thing and they're in a wrong relationship and, or, you know, they, so they could feel sad about that. So it's really just trying to get at the root cause of it, whether it's changing around the diet, um, incorporating some kind of mindfulness or or, uh, meditation or exercise supplement or really talking it through to really get at treating the physical you know emotional spiritual really trying to to treat the whole person
0: yeah no that's that's great yeah you know you mentioned the different bodies there, like mental physical spiritual emotional a lot of times when a lot of times practitioners only focus on the physical and they miss the rest of the person Uh, so so it's great to hear that and you know what do you what do you do on a daily basis that sets the tone for your day Like right now you seem pretty, uh, you know, pretty alive and ready to go early in the morning. So so how how do you get in that state?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like to, um, first thing, do some kind of yoga practice. I might not have a long time. Like say if I, you know, if I didn't get in up at my first alarm or something and now I have to get into work. But always at least take, you know, five minutes. I go, I have a, you know, room with my yoga mat and at least do some kind of few moments of uh, mindfulness, kind of setting an intention for the day, and then going through a few yoga postures. And I I love doing that in the morning. And I notice if, when I do, or if I skip a day and I don't do it, <laughs> then I notice the difference because it helps to put me in the right mindset of um, being, you know, what am I, th- or what am I thankful for today? And okay, what's and then it is there kind of an intention or something I want to focus on today. And then it kind of gives me that um, goal, the bring with me through the rest of the day
0: oh uh, yeah that's no, super cool yeah I, I agree i i always think it needs to we need to be doing something right everyone needs to find their special cup of tea i guess yours is yoga and intention <laughs> setting and gratitude yeah that's huge and you know obviously like you know going back to the situation we're in uh if you had to say um you kind of mentioned it already but if you had to say one thing uh, that we should be doing. And what would that be? Like just in general, just to maintain or just to empower ourselves. Like what's the, what's the number one thing we should be to empower ourselves?
1: You know, that that's an, I, I guess I, I should have that off the top of my tongue. Right. But it's hard sometimes when I think of okay, what is the number one thing I could think of different things, but, um, I think, I think by um, I guess getting more information rather than just being you know stuck in one limited thought, um, but it's almost like some people don't don't want mm. to do that, or they might hear something, but if you're not really willing to listen to it and and really give it your attention and make you know kind of make that choice, then you're not at that at that point. So I guess what you know what's so what's one thing. Um, I think almost starting to take care of yourself might be just something that could apply to anybody starting to and you have and people have to want to take care of themselves. So I think sometimes they might give up or they might think, Oh, I'm not worth it, oh, I'm just gonna do whatever this is, even though I know it's not good for me. And I think if you s- start to be kind to yourself and take care of yourself, you're gonna do that you're gonna end up doing that to other people too, so i think I think that could be. Um, cause I think taking care of yourself would, you know, that would mean, um, you know, what is it that, you know, I really want in my life. Okay. What's, you know, what's my purpose? You know, everybody has to have that, mm. that thing, that motivation that, you know, what are you passionate about? And, and then t- start taking care of yourself. Um, you know, maybe f- physically, cause we talked about, you know, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, but just you know, starting on one aspect. Okay. What's one thing I can do for myself to take care of myself today? just one step, you know, just one thing. Okay. What's and almost like carrying that through. And then you do that and it'll lead to the next thing and the next thing, but just, just start somewhere and and to, you know, be kind to yourself, do one thing that to, you know, take care of yourself.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. We have to love ourselves. It's huge. And you know, what I'm going to ask you like, what, what, you know, what does being a human mean to you?
1: I was wondering if you're gonna ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I thought, well, I don't know what I'm gonna say. But um, I I I think that um I'll say I'll say this. So I th- I think we we are as humans, I think we're spiritual beings here having this experience as humans. So maybe that kind of answers it a little bit and that that we have um that as humans that we have know god-given rights not just you know the government can say oh i can take this away and take this away because i think the certain rights come from um from god not just the government so um and and then i'll also say that being um what do you call it like not like not being a robot like having that connection having that um the, the the emotional connection with other people so if you know if that makes sense that's that's my answer
0: i know this definitely makes sense to me Uh, and you mentioned not being a robot hopefully we won't end up becoming robots in the future with ai and everything Or with a
1: new vaccine
0: Uh, i'm sorry
1: or with a new vaccine
0: oh yeah that's true yeah you know yes hopefully we'll stay we'll hopefully we'll maintain some element of human form as you mentioned
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah
0: and and you know, let, let let's let's uh let me let me tap your brain here a little bit. Um, you know, you mentioned about you know God-given rights, and I think uh, something interesting occurring in the world right now. You know, even you know I've been censored. Many people have been censored. Uh, you know, we live in a country where we champion freedom of speech. You know, we have liberties. You know, able to we're able to open our own businesses to serve our communities and that seems to be we seem to be under attack on those things uh, and what, what's your perspective on that
1: mm-hmm. yeah i i agree with you definitely it seems to be under attack um and it's a you know big thing in america the right to you know open your own business and say what you want to say and i think more people are realizing that you can't just go around and say what you want to say even though that's kind of always been the case you know that you couldn't couldn't do that but i think it's more um, because the level of censoring has gotten um, broader than just it targeted a small amount of people. I think it's becoming, people are becoming more aware of that. And it, it's h- harder for sure for people to go open up a, a business now, right? With all the, mm. um, you know, the different things with, with COVID. And, you know, you don't know if you could just, if you're going to be called non-essential or if you're going to get shut down or you're going to have to follow the rules and everyone wear a mask and I know what you know I go into a business and and they say you know oh you have to wear a mask because we're afraid we're gonna get shut down so that's it's almost like that kind of state of fear is really um, prevalent um, but I know you you know you said something you said in the beginning about well what can we do you know in this time where a lot of people have been losing their jobs their businesses are getting right. shut down right so there's always an opportunity there's always something that you can do. Um, you could do some an online business or, I mean, there's other things too, but to, to stay um, positive and look for that opportunity, I think is, is key. And it's like the, um, you know, like Brian Rose would say with the rear view mirror, you know, you spend your time looking in the rear view mirror, you're never going to get ahead. So it's, it's almost like if there's a situation where these restrictions and these things you can't do right now, you know, don't spend all your time just dwelling on that, focus on what can you do.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's wonderful wonderfully put. Yeah, we have to make sure that we're aware of what's going on but not drowning in it. Yeah, and I love how you mentioned that the rear view mirror. yes yeah, Brian would tell us, I guess. <laughs>
1: yeah. I know it helped me a lot too. Yeah, when I was doing the, you know, the course with the for the the podcast and if I thought, Oh, I made a mistake or oh I should have done this differently, it's like, okay, that was in the rear view mirror. Keep going. Yeah. Because if I keep thinking about that, I'm not gonna go on. To- the next thing and i'm not going to get it done
0: yeah and that's a big thing right a lot of people have a fear of failing you know it was a quote you know i think it was in a electronic music song about like 10 years ago there was a in the beginning of the video it said art cannot be criticized because every mistake is a new creation uh, so there's no review mirror once you press play that's it yeah. <laughs> that's, li- that's life <laughs>
1: yeah it's a good lesson
0: yeah definitely and i now let's fast forward let's say okay you know it's august today is august we're almost in september so let's say september 2021 what have we done as a as a human race where are we what do you see
1: you know i don't i don't know um and so when i i started you know my podcast a couple months ago i i kind of had that idea for a while of oh i want to do this. Actually, my idea originally was more oh, that I wanted to talk about um, alternative news. That was kind of, and then I, you know, I never got around to it. And, you know, people would say to me, well, what are you going to do that's going to be different than anybody else? Kind of what value can you, can you bring And You know, I never really kind of, I had the idea to do it, but I never acted on it. And then um, a couple months ago when I, I heard about the um, the course, I just had this feeling. I'm like, that, like this is the right time like I need to do this and I also um, felt like I needed to do what i I could just for humanity I felt like I don't know you know kind of this why I'm saying this because you're questioning you know, where are we gonna be a year from now you know I felt like i I, I don't know but I know that I want to um, try to do what I can to um, to help other people and I knew the the job I had it I don't really feel like'm I'm, I'm helping anybody because I'm kind of just in one okay here's your, already your medication I'm gonna you know read you the here's your side effects and this is you know I'm, I'm not really getting at the root cause of disease i'm not really making to me in my opinion i'm not making a meaningful impact in their life And i, thought, I don't know you know what's going to happen in you know in the world and with humanity but i know that i want to do what i i can to have a positive impact um and then and then i so then i said oh i'm going to you know start a podcast and then I was I was almost like, well, well, I don't want to necessarily say I'm a pharmacist because I want to get away from that, kinda like what yeah. we talked about a little in the beginning. And then I realized, well, no, I don't have to I don't have to get away from that. I can I mean I am a pharmacist, you know, by my, my training and everything. So I might as well be it, but I can do it in a new way and I can talk about things, you know, about health and related to people's health, which are really the things that I wanted to talk about anyway. Um, so yeah, I don't know where we'll be in a year from now, but I think I, I guess I'm hopeful and positive and optimistic. And I think that there are enough people who want to see, um, positive change and to keep, you know, like in our, in our country here in the States to keep it, to keep it free and to get our, our, you know, freedom of of speech back and the ability to open our, our businesses and not, you know, be shut down. So I guess I'm hopeful.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think you're in a, yeah, and know, are just wonderfully put again. And I think you're in a great position to where you know your professional background and what you're doing now. You can be like a bridge, you know, between the old way of the old way and new way of practicing. And so I think you're in a great position actually. So yeah, you should own who you are. Uh, you know, there's there's you have a lot of value. You don't say you don't give value to people. No, you do. You know, you're always helping people somehow. Yeah. So no, yes. So I'm very very curious to see what you end up doing over the coming months to be honest. So I'm excited to see that. And uh, what would you tell someone who wants to serve vast number of people in their business?
1: And, you know, when I hear this question, I almost think of it as, as someone who's just starting a business who maybe is creating it. And then, and then I would say, just start off by serving a small amount of people really well and exceed their expectations and really meet their needs and then your business is going to grow because they're going to tell other people and then you're going to end up with serving large amounts of people
0: yeah, that make no, no it definitely makes sense yeah because sometimes we you know we try to try to go too big too quick now, that makes sense to me now, i've been guilty of that just have to slow down a little bit and just take it step by step <laughs>
1: Yeah. And then um, thinking and knowing and understanding like your reason for why you want to do it. Because then that's going to drive and be at the heart of, you know, everything behind it all. If, you know, your, you know, your purpose or your mission is to help people with, you know, whatever it is, then you're going to have that kind of in your mind and it, and it's going to be, you know, people are going to, they're feeling they'll be able to tell and that'll, that'll really help to, to drive it too.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And no, that's super cool. You know, I'm inspired by your mission and vision. You know, you have the Mindful Empowerment podcast. Like where can we find you and more about that?
1: Yeah, um, I have it on YouTube. The channel is called Mindful Empowerment. And um, I'm putting the episodes there. I mean, they're also on, you know, like you know, Spotify or, or Apple with audio only. Um, if you look up Mindful Empowerment. And um, I, yeah, you can find me there. Um you can email me, um, Dr. Mary Elizabeth at Gmail, and I I do um, coaching with for people too. And just people can give me a call. We can decide if we're a good fit for each other, and if and then go from there.
0: Oh, awesome! Yeah, I didn't know about the coaching. That's great.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, excellent. Thank you, Dr. Mary, for your time today. It was a wonderful conversation. I look forward to connecting with you again in the future, and I'm sure. A lot of people will be getting a lot of value and they will be excited to see what our world actually does aspire to in the coming months and years. So again, thank you for your time and let's look forward to speaking to you soon.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Marwan. And I know you provide a lot of value too and you have an awesome um, podcast going. Thank you so much for having me on today.
0: Yeah, definitely. Take care. Bye.